Welcome to Opinions Like Ales, everybody, your favorite pop culture podcast where we have opinions and most of them stink. My name is Michael Zampino. With me, as always, is Hilton Price. Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of the best movies of all time. Of all time? Of all time. I saw it again at the Warren Theater uh, in beautiful Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, uh, last week. And it is 2023. It is, um, what, uh, 42 years since that movie came out? Really? Uh, was it, it 80? 81. 81. And oh, it, that's right. It holds that's what I the fuck up. Nice. It is, And it is a, a such a great film uh, and a great testament to filmmaking mm-hmm. in that the way that every scene is constructed, the way that every bit of dialogue is used, the way that the music is wound through the narrative of the film... It is a massive John class. Williams joint. It is a John Williams joint, as, mm-hmm. as they've always said. That has never been said any differently. <laughs> Sorry, that's Spike Lee. Uh, uh, but John oh, Williams did do the music. He did. Um, but little things like the, there's some slapsticky moments uh, in it. And if you compare that to uh, 2008's uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, you can see where the way that it was constructed and the way that it was framed Mm -hmm. uh, and and the care taken into how it was framed in Raiders makes the slapstick moments uh, more believable, uh, better entertaining, Mm. uh, and just overall better quality. And you can see why it works there. And doesn't doesn't work uh, so much later. Because all the rest is too silly. It's just not framed right. And the silly parts aren't coming off as just being fun exactly it, it, it sacrifices the fun uh and comes off cheesy yeah uh, you know um and, and you know good good comedy is hard uh, as you and i know that's what she said uh that is what she said uh, uh it's what we know and it's what our guest knows uh that's right glad to have blogger and humorist matt gallagher with us this week hey uh <clears throat> had to chill there i i had I was so interested to jump in and talk about Indiana Jones with you guys, but uh, and I was oh, curious to in. see if you would because because we we don't have a you know you can talk before the intro, but but have you watched it recently? I have not watched it too recent. I watched um, I watched uh, Last Crusade recently. That's that's a great one. It is a great one. It is a great one. Um, holds up. Holds up pretty well, uh, except for the part where they find the big old X on the floor. Yeah. And finding the big X is the entire point of the scene. And then in the very next shot, in all subsequent shots, the X is gone. Oh, yeah. That's (laughs) I had completely forgotten that. Apparently, I had not watched that movie since I learned the first thing about editing. He starts to he uses one of like the 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 metal poles to start breaking through the floor. He uses he uses one of the poles that holds the velvet ropes. Yes. I want to know who buys poles like that. I've been at a library. You can bump into one of those things and you'll knock eight of them over. Yeah, Yeah, I don't I don't know that that you could break through marble flooring. Yeah. Be a little Mm -hmm. tough. But but then in the scene, once he starts breaking through the floor, the X is gone, yeah. right? Oh, it, yeah. it was like the the one, the, the destructible one they forgot to paint it on. It's real bad. <laughs> it's the center, though. It's supposed to be the center of the X where they start digging. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. I mean, George, so, so George Lucas will add 45 animals to fucking Tatooine, <laughs> but he won't fix the fix X, the X on the floor. Did go in and put an X in the floor? Add the X, George. Come on. Come on. X marks your fucking... Is this- point george Otherwise, lucas and spielberg up. yeah that was lucas and spielberg yeah they did all four of the first four yeah and then they brought in a, a new guy james mangold uh, to do the fifth one which comes out later this month right yeah i uh, i'm gonna go see that one well and that's why raiders was the back f- in the theater the was- first three for me are just i love all three of them 
Like Temple of Doom Even is Temple my Doom, jam. Huh? Really? I fucking love Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom is But flawed. I love bad movies. But it, it is it is it has good scenes. Oh, it's That's very fair. flawed, but That's I still fair. love every second of that dumb movie. It's got Kihei Kwan, which everything he does He's the best part of the movie. Past and present yeah. is perfect. No time for love, Dr. Jones. Right? It's best part, one of the best parts of the movie. It's got more bugs and nastiness in mm-hmm. the in the crypts. A lot of yuck, which is you know, as a young uh, little boy, you love a lot of yuck. And that's that's real Indiana Jones is the yuck. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a little bit of the. Well, yeah. it's got to yeah. have. There's got to be some snakes. Yeah, got to be some snakes. Got to be some snakes. He's got to get scared. Yeah. You got to show him scared at least once in the movie. Well, and you know, it's it's never. He doesn't say that he's scared of snakes. He says he hates them. I mean, he looks scared of them. He does look scared. <laughs> he looked, looked pretty afraid. I mean, in fairness, if I had to fall into the tomb of snakes, I would not be. That would not be my best day. You want to get right up right on there. there. Oh, all right. Yeah. Excuse me. That's and, fine. That way we can hear you nice and back clear. To me, then, so yeah, I can absolutely. Sure. Lounge around and relax. Absolutely. There you go. And, and they are, especially in Raiders, which you know obviously has one of the most infamous snake pits. Um, they're all venomous snakes. Uh, like that was another big thing. These are not just you know little garden snakes that aren't trouble. Like he's it's worth are, worth being afraid of. They are <laughs> lunging at at him and Marion through that whole scene with you know? capable of murder. Well, yeah, capable. The snake murder, uh, <laughs> and that's the worst kind of murder. That's a bad. That's a pain. That's yeah, a suck death. That's, that's rough. Yeah. yeah. It's but big charges right there for snake murder. But that Karen movie, Allen, I blanked on her name. Karen Allen. Uh huh. That whole damn cast. John Reese Davies as Sala is. Yeah. Such he is giving a hundred and ten percent through that whole fucking movie, and 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 the amount of carrying that he is doing of the rest of the cast is something else. There's a scene at the end where Karen Allen says goodbye, and she gives him a kiss on either cheek, and then one on the lips, and she says, "For your for your children, for your wife, and for you." And his next line is he bursts into song, and he's singing as yeah. he walks away, and it is just. Uh, it is just such a fucking uplifting scene, uh, and, and you don't see stuff like that anymore. From- oh wow, young Alfred Molina is in that. Oh yeah, Alfred Molina as uh, uh, oh as the guy that helps Indy uh, Satipo. Satipo, exactly in in the very first uh, uh, crypt. Anthony Higgins. Uh, who's the guy that plays um, Balak? Renee Balak, the uh, the antagonist, is so goddamn good in that. Uh, Paul Freeman. Yep, Paul Freeman. He is just. Chewing up the damn scenery in every scene he's in, it's so good, you guys. I, I I wish I'd watched this movie more recently. I feel like I was twelve the last time I saw it. I I I'm gonna go back and rewatch all of them uh, before uh, Dial of Destiny comes out, uh, just because uh, I think it'll be fun to get to watch maybe like one each week. Like I'm thinking about doing Temple of Doom tomorrow. All right, and, but I, <laughs> I I beseech you guys to watch Raiders. It's on Disney Plus. If you've got the Disney Plus, uh, of course you know you can get it a million another. Uh, other ways. I'm sure it's rentable on YouTube. It's really hard for me to not call it the dial-up destiny. The dial-up destiny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, tried to watch Raiders, I tried to watch Raiders with my daughter. Like I, I forgot about this. I tried to watch Raiders with my daughter like a month ago. Yeah. And I remembered that a PG rating Back in the yeah. 80s was a very different thing than it is today. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because you get the scene where... Uh, PG-13 they, didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. Where they, where they go in to uh, get the medallion and there's a fire in the bar and stuff. Mm-hmm. And... Um, my daughter had never seen a man shot squarely in the middle of the face before, and she responded 
as one would seeing yeah. that for the first time. So yep. I had to uh, scramble for the remote because clearly it upset her. It was a little shocking to me to remember that that's how ratings worked at that time period. Yeah, PG was wild back in the it day. It was, man. It was, ex- yeah. It was really, it was, they, PG Pink, was them saying, I'm sorry, they, it was them saying, if you're a parent and you bring your kid to this, that's on that's you. That's on you. Yeah, completely. Th- that's the thing. It's PG meant parental guidance suggested, and they were very, th- that suggested. Only suggested. Was yeah. very much, <laughs> was uh, like, there was a lot of heavy on that. Yeah, a lot of encouragement. Parental guidance suggested. <laughs> yeah, suggestion was uh, carrying a lot of weight. Uh, and and and, and it, it's it's good that you mention uh, showing your daughter Raiders because uh, the kind of unique challenges and and perils and pitfalls of parenting have become the kind of centerpiece of the blog that you launched uh, a couple months back. Oh yeah, that's correct. Inessential reading. That's me. Uh, Inessential tell, reading. Tell us a little bit about it. Um, it was. I, uh, you know, I worked at, at Cracked. I was an editor at Cracked for a really long time. Yeah, you were um, at Cracked for probably almost ten years. I or was more, at right? Cracked when it was when it was really really cool, and I yeah. was I was still at Cracked. I don't know when it wasn't I, it was as still, cool. It, was, it wasn't as cool. I'm, I'm I'm trying to be diplomatic. You don't have hey, to. Hey, fair enough. Um, but uh, <laughs> you, I love how you said you don't have to be a leaving me that room. I appreciate that. <laughs> but they were they were really cool for a long time, and I was there for a long time, and then like. Uh, they just stopped having a layout editor entirely, and mm. then I had nowhere to put all these jokes. And I was working as a, you know, I was working as a stay-at-home parent. Yeah. And you go a might stir crazy <laughs> doing that with nowhere to with. And you guys know, I mean, you 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 are funny for a living. You know how you just go crazy if you got nowhere to put it. So I yeah, yeah you got gotta about. have somewhere to ha- an outlet. Yeah, you you find yourself constantly uh, telling your partner your new bits. Uh, until they're just sick of hearing it. Oh, you, yeah. You, Sarah you, loves that. Absolutely. You, you, you got to have somewhere to, to put that creative energy. Wow. You just watch them roll their eyes when you say, hey, is this a thing? And the uh, blog's is been... Is this anything? The, I just I, I needed someplace to, A, put it, and also, B, kind of realize that I'm not very good at this. So. Ah, I disagree. And, and you've really touched on a lot of the kind of unique angles that I think a lot of parents uh, hit on. Like one of my favorites uh, several weeks back was when you talked about how sometimes you just got to let your kid curse. Yes. You know, and, and, Absolutely. and that's one of those things that is, you know, uh, I think every parent approaches differently uh, because knowing the proper time to let your little person who's supposed to be growing and learning and and, and, and specifically <laughs> learning things like boundaries and, and what is appropriate. Uh, but at the same time, you know that there's some words out there that are just frankly fucking fun to say they are. yeah yeah they are and the, the the kid had had this was on um every kid needs to know how to say don't fucking touch me that's, <laughs> right that's sure. a good one to know that's a good one for everybody to know you, if you can cuss then that's yeah fine. that's cool that's that's a that's a I, you have my approval to drop the hell yeah. in that in that instance <laughs> but yeah it was a it was christmas day and the kid had the flu, and she had had her Christmas completely wrecked. We wouldn't even get the positive flu test back, mm. you know, for a while because everybody was closed. Yeah, you sure, know, you sure. can go to the ER, but unless they're running a fever of 105, you, know, you don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, You're just giving them money. And, yeah, exactly. And um, and she'd been home. Every single thing that like she wanted to do was canceled. She was sick all through Christmas Day, and I'm finally trying to bring her fever down because the poor kid's having fever dreams, mm. and she's got terrible. You know, she'll spit it up if you give her liquid sure. medication. And so I'm like, look, we're gonna we're gonna do this like an adult. I'm gonna give you an aspirin, like a like a pill, 
and you're just going to learn how to take it because this will make it way easier. And she's just sitting here. She's put it in her mouth like eight times and spat it back out. And I'm, it's it's 11.45 at night on Christmas Day. The whole holiday is ruined. And I go, look, I'm asking you to do an adult thing. If you do this adult thing, I will give you an adult privilege. If you take the pill, you may say a curse word to vent your frustration at this terrible ordeal. And it's just like all of a sudden there's this longing in her eyes. She goes, which curse word? <laughs> Dealer's choice, right? So she takes it. She gets a pump up. She takes it. She drinks this entire bottle of Gatorade trying to get the thing down. It comes up with her eyes huge wide. She goes, I did it. I did it. I did it. <gasps> Triple bitch. <laughs> Triple bitch. Triple bitch, which is a level of creativity that I had never even imagined, man. You wouldn't think that her first time cursing, she'd be excellent at it. Well, and and to well, y- what's funny, oh, I was just going to say, yeah, bitch feels like one of the the softer curses. Yeah, it's one of the softer curse words, of, But you add triple bitch, though. Oh, yeah. That's She, that, she added multiplier. that qualifier. Yeah, the multiplier. <laughs> exactly. It reminds me of that it's little combo. The, now the Roman numeral three icon you get in Castlevania, and you can now throw three of the acts. You know, she I just picture three like, the bitches like, at times the three. Big leagues now. I just picture like times three combo, like on a fighting game. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, Triple and, bitch. And the other thing that you really you really hit on as you told the story, and and, and what you just told us was kind of a, a a a slightly different take on what what the blog post was. Yeah, it was, and I. Right down to the dealer's choice. Definitely the definitely you got to tell the story, right? For sure, you got to build up to triple bitch because that's too wonderful not to share. Well, and what I love about it is is there's an element of kind of you know it 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 sounds at a glance like a a kind of haphazard parenting. Oh, you're letting your kid curse, you know? You're you're breaking the rules and and you're you're allowed in trades, you know? This you should be setting hard rules and she should follow them, and that's how parenting works. But also in telling the story. The amount of compassion and empathy you showed for your daughter, was, which I, is, is really one of the points that I keep coming back to in the blog, because the blog often has kind of this silly, almost um, irreverent kind of topic that would almost at a glance suggest, oh, this guy is not the world's best father, ha, ha, ha. Probably, probably not. And, and maybe not, not that we're, we're, there's a lineup or anything, but, you know, but in the end, you show what a good father you are. Oh. Thanks because so. I think in 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 recognizing that the challenge your daughter was going through, especially in in empathizing with how hard it is for little ones to swallow a pill, something yep. we all take for granted, it, just you know. how hard it is for them to wrap their head around doing it. Like, yeah, and yeah, it, they 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 get psyched out. They yeah, it's weird. The first they get few scared. Times. Yeah, it, there's it, there's a weird fear uh, element and. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's a it's a lot and it's all in how you deal with it. And and, and, and you know, we've talked on the show plenty of times. I'm not a parent and I'm I'm not looking to get back into that realm ever. That was a <laughs> you know, uh we, we, we tried and we failed and we rental. moved the hell on. Exactly. Yeah, no, we rented, rental. you know. Uh but 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 to to appreciate the challenge of parenting yeah. and, and and of dealing with these little humans that have their own opinions and their own boundaries and and, and are often going to be diametrically opposed to what you're trying to accomplish oh God, all the time right oh yeah it is such a unique Try challenge and give them a vegetable and, and that's why I've enjoyed reading the blog even though that's not a world that I participate in because right. it, it it really captures those moments and I think. Um, Offers a, a really great lesson for anyone who is either currently or, or will one day be a parent or just to have a little empathy towards parents. 
so that if you're at the playground and you hear that kid screaming triple bitch, you don't automatically assume, oh, well, that's a bad parent. Maybe that parent had a deal they needed to make, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I'd hope that if you heard a kid screaming triple bitch, you'd at least take a moment to respect the craftsmanship. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. You're like, I'm a little upset, but also up top. Let's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get a high five on that. I one. just That's turned to, and I think you know you, you maybe need to turn to your kid and be like, "How come your your curses aren't so creative?" Yeah, you know, how come you're out here dropping single bitches like <laughs> like yeah. a bitch? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'll tell you what, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and work it into my vernacular. I'm gonna be like, "Man, you a triple bitch?" Yeah. <laughs> it hits, man. It does hit. It, it's not a glancing blow. It's a hit. Yeah, yeah. And it comes off the tongue good. Feels fun to say. Yeah. All, all hail the triple bitch. All hail triple bitch. I love it. Uh, we did a, a, a triple feature on trailers. We had speaking, actually. Well, we did a we wound up doing. Feature. It was. Uh, it I mean, was we slated. It. it was slated for a triple feature. But when we saw that that other one. But sometimes you see a still photo in the collage of potential videos you could watch next on mm-hmm. YouTube. Sometimes it's a big ass scarred up shark, and you're like, "What's this about?" Yeah. And it's about the Meg 2. And it says, Megan 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I really want to believe the shark's name is Megan. That makes it so <laughs> know, much right? better yeah, for me. Oh, God. And I and I do wish that, that it would have been called the Meg 2, Hobbs and Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was he Hobbs or Shaw? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think he's Hobbs. Is I, he? I think Shaw is the rock. Okay. Yeah. Is his first name Calvin? That'd Cal- be funny. Cal- Calvin Hobbs. Seems like a missed opportunity yeah. otherwise. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, this did you see the first one? The Meg? Yeah, I missed it. Oh man, <laughs> it's worth your it's worth your time. It's worth well, your time. I'm a little concerned because off mic, you mentioned Matt that you had seen the Meg, but you had no recollection of Jason Statham being well, in Jason it. Jason Statham just he blends so well. He feels like an amalgamation of like eight action hero actors. I will admit I that don't... all bald white men do look alike. It's, we we do we are the exact same. Uh, Elder Scrolls Four template. Yeah, but like <laughs> it does stand out when a when a guy is like trying to pull off not being as deeply deeply British as he is. Yeah, that's he, true. He's also like he's so like Jason Statham looks like he's made out of blocks. You know, he's so <laughs> yeah. angular he's, and like he is eight uh, bit. Yes, <laughs> he was made in Minecraft. <laughs> He's technically a creeper. <laughs> Isn't that what a, re- a regular Nintendo was an 8 bit? Was 8 bit. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. He's, Jason Statham is pixel art. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is the pixel is it, art is it of Statham a person. Statham or Statham? I, it's Statham, Statham is what oh, I've always Statham? heard. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, I've been saying it wrong. But he probably says, Go Statham. Kick my ass. I'm Jason Statham. Statham. I'm from fucking Los Angeles. Yeah, I'm from California. I'm going to go up to 405. <laughs> Born in LA. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, the, the the first movie is uh, a terrible, terrible good time. It's awful, but it's so fun to watch because it is. Um, you you really can turn your brain off. Monster for that movies one. are only good when they're awful. Yeah. yeah, you can't have a good monster movie. What would is be there? the point? Is there a good monster oh, movie? I'm sure somebody's tried to make an art house film out of one of them at some point. Yeah, I feel like they really tried to make Godzilla like pretty serious for a minute. Okay, which one? Um, um, the Cranston one. Cranston, and and isn't that the one where you see Godzilla for all of like seven minutes? Yeah, yeah, it's like a lot of story of like yeah, fuck kaiju that. lore. Yeah. <laughs> 
That yeah. was like the first time I remember learning the, what a kai like the term the kaiju term, yeah. and that Godzilla was a kaiju. Oh yeah, yeah. It wasn't Pacific Rim like the rest of us. I did not. I, if I saw Pacific Rim, I do not remember watching yeah. Pacific Rim. Man, um, I think I saw Pacific Rim Job. That was a different movie. That's, that on was Pornhub. that was a different, uh, much shorter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, twenty minutes climax. Was I only made very it through different. three. Yeah, as you do, as you do. Skip ahead, skip ahead, skip ahead, <laughs> skip the ad, skip ahead, skip the ad. Yeah, why is there? Why are you guys talking so much? Yeah, I, I want to know uh, who's using Chatterbait. That's my big question. Um, right? Yeah, they have a lot of ad uh, money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, the Meg Two uh, uh, is going to be really, really stupid because now they're like, "What if it's the Meg and also other giant monsters?" A bunch that of Megs. We for- yeah, yeah. That we- well, several Megs, and then there was a, like a big o- like a octopus. It was like a kraken. I, I miss the fact that we got the T Rex right off the beginning. I feel like if you're not bringing in multiple T Rexes, yeah, they, multiple sharks, they think, go in. But they showed uh, it was like a flashback, sort of like a yeah. this is uh, they sixty five million years ago. They showed little creatures being eaten by a T Rex, and then the T Rex's <laughs> tail was in the water. So I was expecting that it was going to grab his tail, but no, it like <laughs> jumps on land and like just houses him in that, like one bite. That could have been the whole movie for me. I could have just watched a ever escalating. Like the bug gets eaten by oh, the man. lizard, gets eaten by. No, I could just have watched nothing but dinosaurs it's like a, eating a each reverse other for two Russian hours. doll. See, I, <laughs> I kept hearing Qui Gon in Episode One with the "There's always a bigger fish." <laughs> man, that made me laugh so hard. Yeah. That first scene with the dinosaur, I was uproarious laughing. Um, we do see Jason Statham kick the Meg. At one point. Oh, he... No, no, no. He, it looks as if he's, like, holding it at bay with his legs. Yeah. He, which uh, yeah. he would not have the power to do. Yeah. Because that shark was swimming full speed at him. Enough and he to just, destroy he a just dock. He just foot up. Like, he just yeah. go put a stop to it. Because he's he's got a... I, his calves are fucking I'm, rowdy. I'm amazed that you even internalize that. Because every other scene he was in was immediately drowned out when you see him... On a sea do with a samurai sword yep. coming out of it, like you would. Oh well, and then he like he like the the Meg lunged at him, and he like skirted right by it on yeah, the sea do, mm-hmm. like just around, like like like. He's good on a sea do. I guess he's pro. Can you be? He almost went pro. Sea do samurai. Sea <laughs> do samurai. samurai is my favorite unreleased Chris Farley movie. I was gonna say that's my favorite Rob Schneider uh, <laughs> Surf Ninjas sequel. <laughs> The, the Surf Ninjas, Sea-Doo Samurai, Sea-Doo Samurai, <laughs> Rob Schneider. God damn it, Rob Schneider sucks now. He does. He sucked then too. Let's be honest. Fair say, enough. What's, what's the period of non suckage for Rob? I guess Schneider? we gave him a pass it because was, he was Sandler's buddy. It was, and we were like, remember when he said, uh, "You can do it." That was funny. The very first time he did the making copies joke. And I don't mean like the first skit. I mean just the, the first, first time line. In the fr- yeah, and then, <laughs> and then the next time you were like, I'm no, over it. It's got old. Maybe maybe someone will turn him into a, a hot chick or something. Uh, we can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking uh, of hot chicks, Margot Robbie's Barbie. She's really pretty. She's super. She's super pretty, and she's super talented. She's unafraid to take on uh, a, she can a do fun, comedy. silly role yeah. and own it. Like, this looks like she is leaning so far into this Barbie idea, and I love it. I did not know whenever we first saw that this was happening. I did not see that this was uh, Greta Gerwig, uh, who did Lady Bird. Okay. Um, wow, Lady Bird, like Michelle Pfeiffer, Rutger no. Hauer? 
Isn't that Lady Bird? <laughs> That's Lady Hawk. Hawk Lady Never mind. Hawk. Oh, okay. <laughs> Lady Bird was a, a, a very, um, like, highly uh, acclaimed indie film. Okay. Uh, it got, like, a really great reviews when it came out. Uh, okay. I don't know if I remember that one. I never saw it. You got oh. me thinking about Lady Hawk now. Now I want to know what that director's been up to. Rudger Hauer? Is he still alive? It was it oh no, Rudger Hauer's the actor. Who was who did Lady Hawk? That's a good question. Oh, phone's coming out now. I turned mine off. Uh, as soon as you guys I gotta hit keep play, gotta keep the IMDB me. on the <laughs> on the ready. But the Barbie movie looks very fun. Uh it's very it much does. got a uh kind of a like fictional character goes into the real world story. Uh, was it like a fish out of water? You know what yep. hit me as soon as it started airing, and as soon as you get this, like, oh well, she's gonna go. It's a reverse Pleasantville. I mean, that must be how it was. Oh pitched. yeah, it's Pleasantville in reverse. Yeah, going from the kind of idyllic, perfect world yeah. into the the sky. Or you know, uh, another one it reminded me of was the Brady Bunch movie, where you had the the Brady Bunch kids kind of dealing with like nineties oh, yeah. California. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. There's there's one deep out of the cultural vault, right? The Brady Bunch movie. <laughs> you know what's funny though is that like until that moment, I kind of forgot that that's what happened. Like I think my brain had had like misremembered the Brady Bunch movie just being like a Brady Bunch episode, and then you said that and I was like, oh no, they were like in the modern world, and that was part of the plot. Yeah, it, they didn't like have like a leaving their neighborhood like the way the Barbie leaves like Barbie Land. Right. Or it was just like all of a sudden it was just, just they're still they're still just as quirky as they were back then but they have not aged yeah <laughs> which um they're strangely immortal you know it, it raises ask. questions about what happened before the movie started. don't ask why bobby's immortal i'm trying to remember how many movies tried to do that in the 90s i know that uh adam's family frankly did it a little better adam's family uh, well you had a uh, several that were like just um also like moving through you had blast from the past blast from the past is the big one i keep thinking of mm-hmm. um and then i i think we've really probably hit some of the big ones um Somebody, uh, when somebody was talking about Brendan Fraser's um, like resurgence, yeah, uh, I, I made the back. joke of, uh, oh, yeah, I said, We're just now forgiving him for that line in Blast from the Past. Uh, <laughs> my stars, a Negro. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, remember that? That was in the movie, yeah, did not. Boy, age oh, well. boy, nope, no, sure didn't. Brendan Fraser, it he, should, oh, to be fair, that shouldn't have been in there at the time, like, no, even in the no, 90s, like, that yeah. joke was bad. We there was a point where the idea of of calling out racism was kind of in calling in racism, you know, like it was it, that was the way that you sucked its power from it was to kind of use it openly, mm -hmm. and it, it, mm -hmm. that kind of we realized since then that that still can hurt. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's still not chill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably don't do that. But uh, so hopefully we won't see anything like that. Uh, one thing I do like about the Barbie movie was it, it very much seems to be embracing the idea that in Barbie world, there is all these different characters that all are all technically Barbie. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like the fact that there were, like, different Barbies. Right. They weren't all Margot Robbie. It's like your first name is whatever you, whatever kind of Barbie you are. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Barbie is the last name, turns out. I don't know if <laughs> right. that's how they're, but... Um, yeah, no, they right at the beginning, uh, they're showing everybody in their like idyllic, uh, everybody knows choreographed dances. And, yep. and uh, just suddenly Margot Robbie says, do you ever think about dying? <laughs> and I was like, OK, this is not what I expected it to be. And now I'm very much more intrigued. And that's what I've been hearing, which is why I brought it on the show was because it, it very much seems to be. And, and they even do it in the advertising where they talk about if you love Barbie, this is for you. If you hate Barbie, this, this is for you. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're very much trying to be like, you know, this is going to not only celebrate this this storied character and brand but also poke kind fun. of poke fun yeah you know, for which, sure which i'm kind of all for i've yeah. 
feel like I'm going to probably be seeing it whether I want to or not. 100%. Right, yeah. Nine-year-old kid, I'll I'll be at the Barbie movie. Yeah, Yeah. uh, my my daughter's about to be seven, so I'm right there with you. Yeah, we'll we'll catch a showing together. There you go. (laughs) But at at least it looks like it's going to be the kind of thing that you guys will get to appreciate on its own level. Oh, absolutely. I feel like kids' movies have generally gotten better about that. Absolutely. They really have. A lot better. Yeah, making it easier for parents to sit through. Thank you. Was it it Shrek? I'm not familiar with the Shrek movies. I've never actually seen them, but I keep hearing like that's one of the real high watermarks. You haven't. The, you've managed you to not see one of them. I've never seen any of them, dude. Yeah. You're you're with Shrek, how I am with Harry Potter. I feel yeah. so much better about all the movies you guys are going to know that I will have never seen. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm. We're, well, I think that's the the beautiful the beauty of our a hole opinions. Uh, yeah, is, I was just meaning like in the, the difficulty of of avoiding Shrek. Yeah, is the same level of difficulty of avoiding, avoiding Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've managed to not see one Harry Potter movie. And you've managed to not see. A I've Shrek not seen movie. any of them. Yeah, it's a high difficulty level. I mean, I might go watch the first one today. I was gonna a few weeks back, a few months back. I was planning to watch the first one because I heard about that it's a classic. You know, I mean the, it definitely is now in that like we've seen different versions of what they did in Shrek yeah. since then. In that it was a what if every fairy tale was you know in a land together like they all inhabited one world yeah um and that's and it was silly and fun and had jokes around those characters shrek was kind of the first to do it's also really nice that in an era where you were seeing basically just eddie murphy living his life in a fat suit in 50 movies (laughs) to get some glimmer of how great he was it's like eddie we're just gonna let you like real eddie murphy for a movie Eddie, we're just gonna give you like this booth with a comfortable chair and a microphone and you just kind of take it at your own pace he's like really i don't have to sit in makeup for five hours (laughs) That's a great reminder too, because that is um, something that we 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 don't get enough of is these these movies where these classic comedic talents can really just kind of take the the shackles off and do whatever they want creatively, you know. Obviously, within certain limitations, being a, a kid's movie, but it reminds me of Robin Williams in Aladdin. Oh man! You know? Oh yeah! Nice. That's why I've always wanted to do. Um Voices for animation. Yeah. It's just so, it's There's because a silliness that it, I think is inherent. Yeah. I mean, when I took that class, one of the things that came up was uh, talking about like what your, your goal was. Uh, and uh, when I was talking about wanting to do animation, I realized I think it's because I hate the way my natural voice sounds, but I love doing other voices. <laughs> it's a chance to leave that behind. Yeah. And yeah. it's a chance to just really like go like, all out, you know, and just be really fucking silly or goofy or weird or spooky or, you know, all that shit is fun. I'm trying to be that like NPC that you walk up to and it's like, there's a key at the end of this passage. <laughs> yeah. I would love to be an NPC. I would absolutely own that. That feels fuck that, yeah. That feels like the lowest effort job that you can have and still <laughs> live in a wonderful fantasy world. Absolutely. You, you get to have the Dungeons and Dragons, but I'm still just, you know, chilling out in town. Telling people about the legendary sword. Like, oh, what's that mailbox check from? Oh, that's just from my two lines in Tears of the Kingdom. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yep. I want that. That's my that's my that's what I want. Tears of the Kingdom's not the way to go though. I, I I haven't played it yet, but if it's anything like Breath of the Wild, Nintendo is so good at avoiding voice paying work. voice worker True. yeah they're like no just make it sounds star fox and shit paid for one charles martinet got 20 bucks for that <laughs> in 1996 <laughs> <laughs> he's still living off of it poor guy 
man. Hey, at least he got that scene in the Mario Brothers movie. I was glad for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, got to be. I think it sounds great, or whatever you say. <laughs> I think it's perfect. Oh man. Wahoo. <laughs> Uh, so we watched the uh, uh, trailer for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Uh, so you guys want to talk about Justice League War World? <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, every Mission Impossible movie where Tom Cruise isn't shooting laser beams out of his eyeballs is just a testament to how bullshit Scientology is. <laughs> I would like to point out that there was a scene on the Justice League War World trailer where Superman shot laser beams out of his eyeballs. Hell yeah. Because yeah, he is actually OT8. <laughs> Yeah, whereas Tom Cruise, technically, according to their dogma, should have superpowers. I mean, it's clearly good for your skin. If that's if that if that matters, I feel Tom like, Cruise doesn't look any older than I do at yeah, this point. Yeah, and he, I feel like there is a slight de aging happening that entire movie on him. I mean, maybe there's no fucking way in this world that that is not being paid for yeah. to happen. Yeah, Tom, yeah, because you see him in interviews now, and it doesn't look like. When I see Tom Cruise on a, on the street in an interview or whatever, I think it looks like a body double. Really? The last few times I've seen him. Because he's looking older. Yes. Yeah. And then you see him here, and it looks exactly like he did fucking 12 years 12, ago. Yeah. And it's just not 12, humanly possible. Right? Yeah, yeah, like I mean, 20. Yeah, yeah, all the way back to risky business. I mean, when was the last time you thought, Tom Cruise looks older than he used to? No, uh, I feel like in the early Mission Impossible movies, he at least looked like an adult. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, but I do got to say, like, he is so, he is so clean looking in some I think of the he shots. Is, I think he is using a bobbity double in, 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 in real life. I do. An older body double. If you ever meet him on the street, ask him to do that weird flat hand run and see if it's actually him. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last Mission Impossible movie you guys saw? Oh, probably two. Really? Yeah. yeah the first one, man. The, really? the, the dangly one. Yeah. Well, because all <laughs> the, the dangly one. I love that. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> the rest of them all feel like we're just hitting the same, hitting the same highlights. They're good highlights. They're fun. Yeah. If you if you want to watch Tom Cruise do mug at the camera like that exact spot you paused on there. Well, and uh, and. And that's run with his hands flat. There's no way that's not de-aged. Right. Yeah. That's that's the thing about this trailer was it was lots of him looking at the camera. It was lots of other people telling him how the mission is going to (laughs) be. And I got no real sense of what this is about. Because it's not about anything. It's going to be impossible. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Be disappointed otherwise. It's never like this mission is going to be a breeze, Ethan. (laughs) You know, the. I can't tell you the slightest thing about what this is about besides action movie with Tom Cruise. That, you nailed That's it. Yeah. yeah. It's and, not about anything. And that's what I feel like the last four have been. Yeah. They've never been about anything. I couldn't tell you the plot to the first one. Well, there was this impossible mission. See? And yeah. he dangled. Yeah, was there, was, there was probably a motorcycle. Everybody dangling. There was probably cars. There was a plane. The motorcycle, I remember, was like the third one was the big. He was on a motorcycle. Or this one, he's on a motorcycle and he drives it off a cliff. I'm willing to bet Which somebody was on a motorcycle yeah. at some point in the first one. Probably. If it wasn't him, somebody was. Yeah. He was running from one. I might rewatch like, that instead of Shrek. I bet he like surfed one like a skateboard. He like rode one like a skateboard, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Kick flipped a, a, a Kawasaki Ninja. I would love to see someone kick flip a Kawasaki. <laughs> if he did that, then I would buy a ticket to a yeah. Mission Impossible. Then I, would, was I was going to say, then I would join Scientology. <laughs> instead of, yeah, that's, they make such a big deal about him doing his own stunts. Do some kick flips. Yeah, yeah right. Let me see you do a triple impossible. Yeah. <laughs> or at least a triple bitch. Do, yeah, do a do a fakey nolly triple bitch. <laughs> Manual out. Come on, fool. 
He is the worst at Tony Hawk. He really sucks at Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, boy. Uh, That's so weird that that just came up organically because my pick this week is about is I found that there's a documentary about Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Series. Oh, I was so wow, hoping wow. you were just going to tell me that you were just playing a lot of Tony Hawk Pro no, Skater. No, I recently did get the remaster, yeah. the the one where they did one and two for like PS4. What are we doing in here then? <laughs> yeah, let's play this bitch. Yeah. Uh, this podcast is still so fun. To do. It's still so, so fun. It's still so uh, incredibly fun. It, well, that, that game hit on such a just um, a perfect balance of challenge and skill. You know, kind of like Mario Kart, but it also was easy enough to pick up. That, that's like, what I mean. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's there is stuff to learn there. There is a depth to it, but but anyone can kind of get the basics down. Yeah, you know, Eleanor just uh, toots around and has a great time. Right, and that's the other thing too is it was designed in a way that uh, if you did very little, like next to nothing. You, you, your your character wasn't automatically falling and dying and right. losing. You know, yeah, or you could if you bump were and... following falling. Falling. That's one of the funnest parts of the game. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You gotta get true. ahead of steam. You go off some half pipe, face plant into the ground. Uh-huh. That's always a <laughs> joy. And then you're up and on your board in two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing too is that gameplay loop of where you go down and you're back up in seconds yeah. because there's not a big punishment a two for minute, doing yeah, that. Yeah. Because you're working with like a two minute runtime. Yeah. yeah. There's multiple systems happening at the same time in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater that really make it one of the most approachable games for casuals. And that's that's why when it came out, what was it, last year when they did the remake, that it was such a no-brainer. And it sold like hotcakes was because so many people were like, oh, I used to just pick that up and play. And yeah. it was easy and fun. That's oh, so fun. Yeah. And that's uh, and that's why you grabbed it. That's why I grabbed it. You know, it's it's uh, it's a solid buy. Yeah. In the documentary, they were talking about how, like, uh, how many, like, normal kids would just be using, like, skate terminology. And they're like, yeah, man, I did a fakey Nolly 360 flip. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. so funny. Well, because and that was the other thing, too, is it taught you skate culture that way. Yeah. Because would, you would do these tricks and, and you just knew hold square, press left, right, and up while you're in the air. Yeah, yeah, you could sort of button mash it, but also some of the goals would be like nose grind down the the whatever yeah. rail. And so you'd have to find the rail, and then you'd have to figure out which how to specifically nose grind. But then whatever you did in the air, like let's say you did like I said, like you just held square left and square right. Yeah, it's got to do something. And it would tell you on screen. You what just the did. trick was, yeah. Exactly. 180 melon air. Yeah, so you're learning skating terms mm-hmm. just by dicking around yep it's cool yeah you're like oh, i didn't know there was a christ air <laughs> yeah right I, but it makes sense because your arms are out and yeah. your legs are straight and below mm-hmm. you and you're like you're doing the cross pose mm-hmm. yeah you're, you're saving mankind <laughs> you know no man oh, shall come boy. before my father but me exactly That's, except th- for l ron hubbard uh, yes and obviously tony hawk yeah a- Anth- anthony hawk uh, can't wait to not watch the Dead Reckoning. Oh, yeah. uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah, not watching that at all. Yeah, I will watch uh, Fast and the Furious movies all day long before I watch that. For sure, Dead Reckoning. Way more fun. Yeah, way more fun because they're not trying to get you to. They're... the Mission Impossible series where they went wrong was taking it too seriously. Yeah, and that that I think is a Tom Cruise. Tom, Tom Cruise takes himself seriously. I mean, he is able to not do it because we saw it in Tropic Thunder, but yeah. in Mission Impossible, I feel like he's like, no, this is just serious. I feel like there's an alternate universe where somebody besides Tom Cruise is doing it, and that series basically turns into Kingsman. 
with much right? better yes. brand. Uh, that would be more fun. Simon Pegg is well, in it. That's what the show was like. It was silly. Like uh-huh. Simon Pegg yeah. is in the Mission Impossible series, and there's he's like no jokes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Simon Pegg's serious role. Yeah, boo. I don't want. We don't want that. Uh, he, he doesn't want that. I want a he Mission might. Impossible. Um, uh, um, Shaun of the Dead crossover. Oh. Yeah, I watched that. I want Mission Impossible Dead Winchester Part Two, Dead Reckoning. That's maybe that's what the second one is: is that they die and then they come back. Yes, and Simon Pegg's character has to zombie Tom Cruise. Yeah, uh, has to get killed by Simon uh, playing Sean. As long as I get to watch Tom Cruise die, that's really all we want in this world. (laughs) You know, you think they'd put that in the trailer? No, there's no way he would ever sign on to do a movie where he had to die. You think he's like The Rock, where he has like stuff where he can't lose fights or can't die? One hundred percent. Question. Yes. (laughs) There's no way. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't understand. Like when you see, he won't even let them portray him at his actual height. Yeah. Yeah. Or actual age, based on this trailer. Fair. Man. Yeah, that 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 moment you paused on, he looked like he's being rendered on a PlayStation Three, man. Yeah, it's really obvious. It was, yeah, it was so smooth. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the human skin doesn't look like that. No, yeah. no. Well, not at his age, it doesn't. Yeah. Well, I'm not even sure at any age it looked like. I mean, that. I've seen some people where I'm like, "Is that real? Yeah. <laughs> How do you do that? His, well, that that was not real. What yeah, we no. were just looking at his face. Do that you guys like remember iRobot? Uh-huh. Uh, do you remember the robot in yeah. iRobot? Oh, God. That, that was Tom Cruise. <laughs> it looked oh, like an man. iMac, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, man, yeah. that just made me think about the uh, the please don't make fun of iRobot this Christmas song. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember no, that? I don't remember that. It's um, Scott Ackerman and Paul F. Tompkins. Uh, they did it on Comedy Bang Bang. It was... Uh, uh, please don't joke about iRobot this Christmas. <laughs> and it's so fucking funny. All right. I'll look that up. <laughs> There's this whole like spoken word part where Paul of Tompkins is doing like a Sam Elliott type voice and he's like, iRobot came out in 2004 and had a 50% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> that like means 50% of the people that saw it thought it was just fine. <laughs> I like the fact that you felt the need to sell it anything beyond. Paul F. Tompkins uh, yeah, right. does a Sam Elliott voice. Man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you, you, you finished. You can it's stop there. It's so good. Yeah. It's so fucking good. I'll put my headphones in and listen to it while you guys talk. <laughs> I'm like, I think this song made me like iRobot more. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's really fun. Um, okay, yeah. No, we also watched a trailer for a straight-to-DVD Justice League that kind of rope-a-doped us a little bit. Because the R rating is what one of the big things that uh, Comic Book Resources was, was talking about. Yeah, it was like, oh, a just Justice League, uh, DC releases trailer for R-rated Justice League movie. So we're like, oh, hell yeah, drugs and tits and cussing. Yeah. Not so much. No, no. Any promise of seeing Aquaman's genitals went right out the window. And we've seen that they're willing to do that with their characters in letting the Harley Quinn series exist. True. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I was ready for that. Um, Not a single swear. No, no swears, a, no, no sexual content. This is more the violence, the bloody no, violence. No super swears. No, 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 no triple bitch. Honestly, it doesn't <laughs> even feel like you've got much of the violence. I mean, you you get Viking back. They didn't show point. it in the yeah. trailer, at least. Yeah. Not not worth getting an R rating, at least. No. It felt like. And and in fact, what really, you know, going into the trailer, I was like, oh, R rated. I'm curious about what what that will be. 
coming out of it, the R-rated means nothing to me, and I'm more just interested because it seems like kind of like an Elseworlds kind of story where each of our characters is maybe going to be transported to some kind of alternate dimension ah, yes. uh, where they have to overcome some Over. kind of challenge. Yeah, because you saw like a Western... Uh, Wonder Woman's in a Western, Western setting. Yeah, um, with Two-Face was like a, like a gunslinger type. Was that Two-Face? No, no it, was it was Jonah Hex. Jonah Hex, yeah, who's a kind oh. of lesser-known Western character that DCs had the rights to for but a But it had time. that kind of... He does. He's oh. got kind of a... Um, a scarring. Um, yeah. A scar or, or malformed uh, issue on his mouth. Mm-hmm. And that little... It like looked, I can see your teeth from the side. Like a little like a little <laughs> hole in the side of his cheek or something. He did too much dip. Yeah, so... But <laughs> uh, Jonah Hex is one of the... It was a great comic book. It was often uh, single-issue stories, typically... Has uh, it been interpreted in, like... There was or? a Josh Brolin live-action movie at one point. That's uh, yeah, right. That uh, supposedly was, was panned, but... But the book has been good. There's not one currently in production, but over the past, Jonah Hex has been a great book. So highly recommend checking some of those out if you're looking for good single-issue stories. Well, yeah, I'm glad you corrected me because I totally was like, oh, they made Two-Face look different. Yeah, he did, <laughs> he did kind of look like Two-Face. Well, but also because half of his face has got it's the, normal, the scar. And half of his yeah. face yeah. is not normal. It's, it's the Two-Face element that, that, made you, <laughs> that made you think he was Two-Face. Yeah, it was, like, it was almost as if there was two faces on the, his the, one face. The, the two faces really made him look like Two-Face. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's what it was. Uh, but really, and then we have Batman in like a medieval or Viking kind Viking of setting. Kind of set. Yeah. What, what what worries me about anything like this, where you're going to take a bunch of well-known characters and put them all in different settings all at the same time, is some of them are going to be better than others, and one will probably be bad. Oh and yeah. Like, to me, I don't know why if you have Viking Batman that you're wasting your time with anything that isn't Viking Batman. <laughs> exactly. Well, I don't even remember what the Superman one was. He was like in 1920s. a 1920s. Yeah, black, oh. it was a lot of black and white, and yeah. it looked like he was fighting with um, aliens. Uh, in fact, I want to say they were white Martians, which is, is is kind of part of classic DC lore that Martian Manhunter is a green Martian. Right. Those are a peaceful society, whereas the white Martians were a warlike society. Oh, I love gotcha. the fact that you know so much about it. I just thought they'd put him in Sunset Boulevard. And well, and I, I feel like they probably did, but I think that there's going to be, because later we did see Martian Manhunter for a glimpse. Oh, so right. I have a hunch that it is going to end up being a kind of a white Martians attack during the 20s kind of story. White Martians, man. Yeah, you, you gotta watch out for them. It's it's really in in any in any species, it's the color to be watchful for. <laughs> it's the white it's, ones you gotta be you weird. Gotta of. watch out for them. <laughs> but but um, I, I, I gotta say though, I like I like a good alternate universe, a good Elseworlds kind of story. And this one seems more of it's like a maybe it's it's set in the in the one continuity, but maybe they think they're in another. Like I, I, I have okay. a hunch. I don't think he's really going to be in the 1930s. I think it's right. going to be it's like gonna, he's, and on War World. He's conditioned to think he is or something. No, it's like a Matrix thing. Yeah, like a Matrix thing. Sure. Yeah, that you know. Uh, but but I, uh, I'm curious. I, I'm disappointed by the lack of any true R content. But I'm more curious about the 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 storyline that they are offering than I have been. Okay, well, I mean, it'll be uh, it'll probably be streamable, I imagine. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I bet it's going to be on Max. Max. Yeah, because yeah. they've got all those uh, all those properties on there. That name change sucks, by the way. Have it we talked really, about that? It really does. Okay. I don't want to call it Max. Yeah. Well, it feels know? like I'm calling it a person. Exactly. It's like, not a person. It, not a person. It's, HBO. It's not the little redhead from Stranger Things. And also, HBO is the recognizable thing. Yeah, well, yeah. Where did the Max even come from? Did Cinemax. They, they partnered with Cinemax? They took over Cinemax a long time uh, oh, ago. Oh, did they? Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. 
I, well, I, I heard that the idea was to get a, a name that wasn't associated with anything because there's going to be so much more content on there than just HBO and they don't want to dilute the HBO name by like associating it with like a, you know. Yeah. And it's like when you're in there now, it's basically like split up where you have like Max Originals, which was Cinemax, and then you have your HBO you have your hubs of all your different programming. Kind of like how Disney Plus does it. The, the problem yeah. with merging with Cinemax and making that your main branding is I am from a time, and I know you guys are too. Not the same Cinemax. Cinemax. Not the same. Oh, is it not? But I don't know that. I don't it's know not, what, it's their, not, what their corporate mergers Skinamax. are going to be. That was a different they, time. They were either the, the low-grade porn yeah. or they were just the, the crappy HBO. They right, basically, yeah. yeah, they got the movies that weren't quite big enough for HBO. Yeah, it was, it was, it was Which HBO were some of my favorites, tits. to be I honest. Mean, that's, oh, yeah. What we were all looking for. Yeah, I mean, 1998. It was, it's, you know, HBO was your top tier, and then you had your Cinemax, then you had your Showtime, then you had your Encore and Stars, you Mm -hmm. know, like it was, it just got worse. Cinemax was the, right? Cinemax was like the, 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 the cool, like edgier one because they were like, sure. We got all the tits. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll show you. What was it? What was that? There was that, that low, what was it? Softcore, softcore porn. Yeah. Oh yeah. All yeah. the softcore porn. Yeah. All the uh, Tracy Lords movies. Yep. All or the uh, Sharon. Sh- oh, what was her? Shannon Tweed. Shannon Tweed. That was her name. Right. Yeah. That was Gene Simmons's lady. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Old, old Gene. Gene sucks Simmons. Oh God. What an awful human. That poor lady. No. Yeah. No, I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't imagine having to interact with Gene Simmons in this day and age. Oh yeah. Like or any day. <laughs> Every time I hear him talk, it's like I can't imagine what a conversation with him would be like. Like if he doesn't actively take a dump in your gas tank, then you've had one of the man's more cordial like interactions. <laughs> yeah. Like when when people talk about people like Gene Simmons and 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 you know those people that are like oh, I've slept with thousands of women. Oh yeah. And people go, oh that's so cool. Like, I don't have that reaction. Oh no, yeah. I immediately think, oh you must be awful. Yeah. Also, you have herpes, like 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 one hundred percent. Like you have something, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, not that there's anything wrong with with a uh, you know. Not that there's anything wrong uh, with that. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, you know, lots of people wrestle with, with you know, pick that stuff up unwittingly, and and you know, you know, right. But Gene is. I knew I still there it. might be a strain that was spread because of Gene Simmons, <laughs> you know, and that's not okay. I, I, that's I, where I'm going with the this. strain. I desperately wish there was like an IMDb for ranking sex with Gene Simmons. Yeah, because oh, yeah. I, would, I thought you were I really say want to know what his Rotten Tomato scores is. I thought you were going to say sex with uh, thousands of women. What do they have to say about? Yeah, that experience? thousands of disappointed like, women. Yeah, there needs to be an IMDb for celebrity STDs. Yeah, <laughs> guessing well, not certified. No, that. Would be more like a TMZ, but for STDs. Well, it's it's a lot of people don't know about herpes simplex Gene Simmons, which is the Gene Simmons variant. Uh, it's uh, it's it's not the, only the Sim stands for Simmons. Not only do you get breakouts, but you also really oddly appreciate crazy crazy nights. It's it's, it's just it's not it's not a good disease. Uh, it's you also a... just start marketing everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Boy, I'm gonna put that logo on. But anything. Yeah. He's like, I got kiss armor all. I got kiss. Like, what the fuck do <laughs> I need that Very for? specific thing to go with off the uh, very that's the top. Weirdest. Well, I mean, like, the I could, dashboard of your car is cracked. I'm trying uh, to think of something that's like couldn't be farther away from like a cool band. They yeah. actually sold coffins 
Yeah. For a for, while. Yeah. Like, I don't even know where you can go from that. The armor all seems very tame yeah. in comparison yeah. to being buried in a in a in a coffin. Yeah, you with could have kissed truck nuts, and Listen. it still wouldn't be as bad as a kiss coffin. All I'm gonna say is, if you're getting buried in a kiss coffin, I am going to dunk on you at your funeral. Oh yeah, <laughs> I am going to eulogize air quotes, uh, but I am going to roast your ass. Let's be honest, though. Anyone who would you be... think you're getting buried, but you're really getting cremated. Boom. <laughs> Anyone being buried in a kiss coffin, kiss coffin. Uh, cut you out of their life years ago. <laughs> True. <laughs> or vice versa. Yeah. I'm so disappointed that you did the or boom, but you didn't have the beer. There we go. Act like I don't have that shit. Oh, man. But Warworld looks good. Barbie looks good. The Meg 2 looks surprisingly good, and I couldn't give a crap about it. It looks fun. Let's say that. Let's not use the word good. Let's not throw that word around. Good. It looks good. Let's not cheapen the word good. Which one are we throwing, not throwing around the word good for? Uh, the Meg. <laughs> the Meg 2. The Meg. Oh, I said, it looks fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it looks like they're trying to remake. It's going to be hard to call it good, though. <laughs> with, with all the people on the beach, it looks like they're trying to remake Piranha 3D. Oh, man. In which case, I would call that good. Uh, and then there was a scene that was very much Deep Blue Sea. Um, with the the woman on her phone. Oh, was it when LL Cool J was so rapping? There's a yeah. lot of scenes that were very deep blue scenes. <laughs> right, I guess you're right. But there's a scene where where, where the monster kind of, they, they talk about how the, the glass is impenetrable. Uh, mm-hmm, and yeah. in the subsequent scene, the glass is penetrated thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, right. and Giant shark face. Well, and then I love it too because it's like set deep underground and, and all you really see is him eating her. Never mind the fact that this entire structure would be filled with water almost instantaneously. Yeah, everybody yeah. else, everybody that didn't get eaten is going to drown. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if the force of the rushing water doesn't, doesn't kill them. just, yeah, immediately turn them to mush. Yeah. Yeah. I like that we assume that anyone isn't getting eaten. I mean, Jason Statham won't. No, because no, have you seen his legs? That's definitely in his contract. <laughs> he, he can keep the shark at bay with his legs. Yeah, he could do like the the old uh, toothpick toothpick in the mouth bit, yep, but with his legs. It's exactly how Luke stopped the Rancor. Exactly. Um, uh, that wasn't a toothpick, though, huh? No, that was a stick. Yeah. It was a big stick in yeah. the Rancor pit. Carry a big stick. It was a bone. My bad. It was a bone. Was, oh yeah, yeah. It was Talk bone. softly, carry big bone. That makes carry. more sense than a tree being in the rancor pit. Yeah, frankly. that's yeah. Because where would that tree grow from? <laughs> On the desert planet. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh man, where a tree grows, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> if a tree grows on the desert planet, and there's no one around. Does the rancor still get a bone stuck in its mouth? Probably, probably. Oh, it's got yeah. way too philosophical for me. <laughs> so deep, man. Yeah, here's. I still feel for the Gamorian guard who. Uh, no, it wasn't the Gamorian guard. It was the the human guy who was sad when the Rancor was killed. Oh yeah, and, <laughs> and, and, that's and, his. That's his whole business proposition, man. Yeah. That's that's that is a specialized profession right there. Rancor yeah. keeper. He was like, I'm never going to financially recover from no, this. Of course, <laughs> of course not. He owns one Rancor, and now this dude's out of a job. Yeah. And That's now, true. And now the main. But that was also his buddy. Yeah. It was also his buddy, but also now that now that Jabba the Hutt is dead, like that is that is going to be economically <laughs> devastating. Yeah, he's yeah. out of his, Yeah, his yeah his his meal ticket and his employer in one fell swoop. Oh, man, absolutely. Luke Luke put more people out of a job than we talk about. It's I, true. I mean, I can't imagine like he kills he kills he the no gangster sort of like, leader of the planet. So he's turning the whole planet. Into like the Goodfellas for the next fifty years. Yeah, that yeah. is that is extremely short sighted for a guy whose whole thing is keeping balance. Yeah, you there's know, no work training program. <laughs> no. He's not trying to like 
trying to ease them into a new career. That's the you thing know? is like there's no there's no plan to turn rancor trainers into like green jobs. Right. You know, there's there's nothing like that. You what know? did we do with all the milkmen when we got fridge? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, <laughs> gotta have something for the milkman. Yeah. You know what are bounty hunters gonna do when there's no bounty to hunt? Mm. You know, mm. it's hunters gonna hunt. <laughs> yes. I mean, you see it in the Mandalorian. It's why he's taken to being a stay-at-home dad. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. <laughs> <laughs> the one part of the Mandalorian you like. That's the, that's the best part. <laughs> I bailed too early on the Mandalorian. I, I couldn't get through the second episode. I, I couldn't. I couldn't get past the episode with Bill Burr. I because, never got. Oh, to that. that was good. It, did you like it? it like, yeah, he ended up being a good character. Did he? Okay, I just like. Uh, I tried to. I'm not the biggest Star Wars guy. Yeah. Um, but everybody I know is like, "Oh, The Mandalorian, it's so awesome." And I'm like, "Not it's me. Not super my kind of thing." But I'm going to watch it to to, to not be completely lost in the culture. And we get to this heist movie episode. I'm like that's not really what I'm looking for in the space wizard laser sword. Yeah, series. I would have taken that movie. over the over the 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 Clint Eastwood movie they were trying to. Well, that's what it was. It was very much. It it was a lot of different things. It was it was the classic western gunslinger wanders into town kind of movie yeah. for a bit. It was it was a heist film at some points. Trying it's, to do a lot of things. Yeah, it's it's almost kind of like a little tour of Star Wars. You get little different corners of the world, different because there's um. There's an episode with Bill Burr where they they infiltrate uh, the and I, I don't know if it's the same as the heist one, but they're they're like sitting at a table and it's a very psychological battle kind of situation where they're sitting with an empire um, guy. Uh, I can't think of his <laughs> rank, but you sure, know, sure. like a general yeah, or yeah. some shit. You know, and they're 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 an official of some sort. Yeah, and and it's um, I don't know. That was one of the things that I did appreciate about it, but but I'm also behind too. I never watched Boba Fett, and I still haven't seen season three of Mandalorian, so. It's a lot of it's a lot of Star Wars homework to keep up with. It's a lot, yeah. yeah. It really I had is. To, I had to give up. Yeah, I, uh, got, you know, I don't got time for that. Well, and there's there's just so much, you know. I mean, we've already talked about how many movies we haven't seen, how many movies we won't see, even out of the trailers we watched today. Yep. Yeah, and so you know, one definitely is a no. Yeah, right for sure. Uh, d- dead to me, reckoning more like it. Yeah, um, no. take that, Tommy. Thank you. Also, where's Shelly, Tom? Where is Shelly? Where's Shelly? I know you know. I know you know, you You short little bastard. You were Shelly. Tell us. Um, Batman the Animated Series. Yes. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I knew we were going to get to this. Uh Uh-oh. Should I leave the room? No, no, no. Because I I largely agree. Like, we we talked a little bit about off mic before Matt got here. But on the the most recent entry on In Essential Reading, you talk about watching old cartoons with your daughter. I did. And it was heartbreaking for me because I go back to, like... Oh, that was huge. Yeah, all right, it's all good. No, I thought it was like like some kind of ominous. Started playing ahead of I played this. Spooky Times. I was ready for Spooky Times. I just wasn't ready for it, you know. Um, yeah, that I was trying to introduce my kid to some of these old cartoons, and oh god, does not hold up anything I loved as a kid. Yeah, yep. Anything I loved as a kid, and it's a problem because. It can't live like unblemished in your memory for anymore. sure. Yeah. You, you can any cartoon you can think of, particularly from that time period. Man, it is just a it is just a click on YouTube away. When I was writing the post, and I I, I put this in there, but this was the one that really stood out. I went and looked up an episode of Dinosaurs mm-hmm. just to prove that I could. Which yeah. I'm guessing whoosh for both you guys. Oh yeah, I don't oh, know yeah, Dinosaurs. No. Dinosaurs was like 
If you are younger than 39 or a day over 42, you are completely out of oh, you wow, had to okay. be exactly 5 in 1987 when okay, it came out. I was 6. But I, I looked it up just to just to just to prove that I could and man does not hold up to a shocking Whoa. degree. Yeah, I yeah. do remember this. Yeah. You remember it? Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm I, shocked. I had those toys. They had toys, right? They did have toys. I had some of those I, toys. So I, I looked it up j- again, just 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 to prove that I could. Hey Hilton, can you look up an image of the toys? And it's like four frames per second animation, and yeah, yeah. It, like <gasps> if Wish had a streaming service, this would be on it. This is such a great concept because the the mixing of dinosaurs and space. It is just such classic eighties. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, that is that is workshopped to Helen back in nineteen eighty seven. Yeah. Wow. Um, so I, I, and I, I, that had completely left my memory. Of course it did. Yeah, of course. Wowie. But, but like, okay, but, but that was one that was just, it was a proof of concept. Yeah. And then I looked up an episode of Ninja Turtles. Oh yeah. And it does not hold up any better <laughs> oh, yeah. than the disaster. I tried to, I tried to show, uh, I tried to show my daughter a Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Oh wow. Oh, yeah. God. And the only part that she dug was the song. Yeah, the, uh, the that song still slaps. The song still, slaps. yeah, it's a banger. <laughs> I've talked quite a bit on the show about how I'm still a big fan of the current run of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic book, uh, published yeah. by IDW. It is absolutely excellent and, and incorporates so many elements from the various different retellings. Because of that, I also follow a lot of the subreddits uh, about TMNT, and you always see these debates. Between the original 89 cartoon and there was an 03 cartoon, there was another one in 2012, and then most recently there was one I think in like 2018, 2019. Uh, And people go back and forth over which one is the best all the time. How? Right? How do you go back and forth over which one was the best? I mean, I am fully willing to say that I'm sure it's gotten much better. Right, yeah. Much better in the intervening 20 years because so kids' television has gotten better in the last 20 years. They've ironed out... The problems, but man, in 1989, it was so clumsy mm-hmm. and wrong voices and everything was colored wrong. And there's episodes where the bandanas aren't the right color. Mm-hmm. There's uh, and then there's the f- unique elements like I think outside of maybe like the first three episodes or something, the turtles never use their weapons in battle. No. Yeah. There's a because they they wouldn't they didn't want kids to emulate thing, yeah. yeah to to pretending to sword fight or whatever which so once you had kids, the swords none chucking each other yeah yeah so there was always something where like they they use like Jackie Chan style items in the environment to mm-hmm. disarm the bad guys or whatever lots of kicks yeah yes yeah, so, and it's always like knocking the gun out of their hand yeah. never hitting him with your your fist or whatever right. you know it's. It's always very defensive, defensive driving for a bit, for better lack of a better term, you know. Speaking of turtles, uh, notice you got new ink. I did. I got a got a little Raphael, uh, little Raphael bandana I, on my arm. I noticed that, that too, and was worried things would go down when I uh, <laughs> came in. To is that because you? Uh, is that because you identify so much with his curmudgeon-y? Uh I I I I too am cool <laughs> but crude. Uh, so so that really it just seemed. Was it rude? Cool but rude or cool but? Cr- it, it depends uh. on who you ask. <laughs> Ask his mom. Yeah, great kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's great. It looks good. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Went to Daniel Gulick as I do for all my art. He yeah. is uh, my tattoo guy. As the guy. Uh, and I highly recommend all of you do the same. Great. I, I need to. I've been wanting a tattoo since 
forever. Oh yeah. I still need to get a dog in sunglasses just because oh, hell it's a yeah. dog in sunglasses. Word. That was I still have posts on social media of dogs wearing sunglasses Monday. Which was a, uh, a a weekly holiday that you kicked off many years ago? Yeah, on social and media. You know what? I never once regretted posting a single dog wearing sunglasses. It was never not a good time. Oh yeah, it's a picture of a dog is almost always a good thing, mm-hmm. and a dog wearing sunglasses is inherently a better. It's a thing. triple multiplier. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Potentially. Did you see bit. the uh, <laughs> Did you see the video I sent to the group chat earlier today with no. the it was a is a called the underdogs oh and it's a, a bunch of dog puppets and they're singing a parody of blur song two okay um, but it's all about how they don't like the vet well sure I, I mean it's, it's pretty funny okay <laughs> should share that on on our Facebook page when we post this sure. episode I'm, yeah. I'm interested yeah it's very silly it's very fun yeah. uh yeah, wow, what the fuck? Dino yeah, kids sauces. hate all the all the stuff from our yeah, they they couldn't care less. Well, and, and something like Batman the animated series, I I feel like it's it's just a lot of story. Yeah. And a lot of setup and a lot of establishing shots. I mean, they did stuff that was classic film technique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like just in like there'd be like a slow pan over the setting and then you would see Alfred walking in with a tray full of stuff and he would set it Very down. noir, yeah. film noir kind of thing. You know, and not fast paced, not quick edits, nothing at the, the, nothing similar to the way kids cartoons are done nowadays. No. Just that, the, the speed, like I could, of course your kid would be bored. Uh, I mean, I hated the, the fact that she was, but you know, there were scenes that kind of bored me. Yeah. I mean, I remember it as, as unblemished. Oh, I, yeah. That show no. was so good. That's the worst, too, is whenever you, not only do they not care, but in re-watching it, you find out that, oh, man, it's not as good as I remember. Yeah. And yeah. then you're, like, extra crushed. Yeah. Yeah. And you're I'll like, tell you, why aren't they liking it? And then you're watching it and you're like, oh, it's because it's not very good. Makes sense why they're not liking it. <laughs> well, yeah. And I'd argue that it's still good. It's just, it's definitely a product of its time. Oh, yeah. Batman stands up way better than most. Oh, yeah. But it oh, I tried to rewatch the old, uh, the old the old X-Men. Oh, yeah. The old X-Men is hard to rewatch. No, oh, yeah. Hard That's say, a hard loss. Yeah. yeah. I'd say that and the, there was a Spider-Man. That, I had an unblemished memory. Of. I did, too. And and in fairness, I got to, I tried to rewatch it recently. I got to keep my unblemished memory through the theme theme song, oh, yeah. which is every bit as good today as it was in the nineties, and it's that uh, Whitney Whitney Houston joint. <laughs> I've given you everything. <laughs> it's the exact same melody. Oh my god! You'll never hear it again. Absolutely, blew my fucking mind the first time somebody pointed that out. Oh my god! I'll never be able to hear either of those songs again. Thank you for that. Uh, it's great though. That that theme song is so good. That's really yeah. good. Well, uh, uh, Batman the Animated Series was another one that had a, a really strong opening. Oh, incredibly you know? strong opening. You know, which I don't have that one memorized though. Really, I don't remember. You don't remember that? No. It's the noir opening. He's catching the two. I mean, I kind of remember the, the imagery, but I don't really remember the tune. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I watch uh, animated series probably every couple of years. I'll watch a couple episodes. And I typically start with Heart of Ice, which is the, the Mr. Freeze story that mm. really kind of set the tone for the character for a little while after. And this was my mistake when I tried to introduce it to my kids. I just went, oh, let's find an episode. Oh, doesn't matter which one. Oh, yeah. They're all great. 
No. Which isn't true. No, I wish it was not. true. Yeah. I oh, remember if you're going, it was true, but if we'd have started with Heart of Ice, she'd have felt different. Yeah. yeah, I feel like if you're going to show somebody a show that they've never seen and that you really like, never start with the pilot. Oh, yeah. No, it wasn't. Never. It wasn't even the pilot. I just went like, I seem to recall season three was when it hardly got good. So I just okay. went to season three and went, oh, random episode. Oh, wow. That was enough, you know? And I'll tell you, season three is actually where the quality starts to dip. Because I, that was when it technically switched over to the new Batman and Robin adventures. And maybe the, that was. And, I forget exactly And where the animation started. dipped, too. But uh, if you watch it now, it might still have the same intro. Because of the ways that they 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 kind of repackaged yeah, it, I'd forgotten how it changed. Right when the Joker started having black eyes, yep, yeah, that was oh a yeah, weird they simplified the decision. the art style just a little bit. But it was yeah. still Hamill, right? It was still Hamill yeah, on the voice, yeah, yeah. And that's another thing too is we all we 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 think of that show and we think about what a great job Mark Hamill did, mm-hmm. right? And he yeah. did. But he was not the only person that made that show, you know. No. Kevin Conroy, right? of course. Kevin Con- and another one. Kevin Conroy's uh, voice as Batman is exceptional. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change the fact that sometimes the episodes are just incredibly slow. For sure, he still sounds great. Yeah. It's yeah. just slow. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and definitely every scene where they're together, Conroy and oh, Campbell yeah. is. Oh yeah, no, unquestionable. But you can't have every episode be the Joker. Yeah, no much exactly. though. I would be all right with that. Yeah. Um, but there's a, there's a couple of good ones. Another one is uh, the Return of the Gray Ghost is a, is a fun one where Batman teams yeah, up. Yeah, with uh, with um, uh, uh, West Adam West. West. Adam West yeah. Uh-huh, yep. That was a cool concept. Yeah, and that Adam West plays an old superhero who who used to be on TV back in the day, and he teams up with Batman to solve a crime, which obviously Adam West did. Yeah. Used to play a TV. Oh, I superhero on TV when I was a kid, I watched reruns of the Batman series. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. I saw the movie, the Batman 67, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, With the, uh, I think it was 60-whatever. Sometimes you just can't get rid of a bomb. I watched that movie so many times. Mm-hmm. I want to go back and watch an episode of, of, now that we were talking about this, I do want to go back and watch an episode of 60s Batman because I have a theory that it will hold up better than I would expect because they were never trying to be serious with it. Oh, no, yeah. running, they, were, they were very yeah, goofy on purpose. Running down the pier with a gigantic prop bomb over your head. That, right. that ages remarkably well, I yeah. theorize. Well, and it, I wonder if it'll be like uh, the slapstick we talked about in Raiders earlier, which when they if they frame it right and they 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 build it up to it right you naturally suspend your disbelief to mm. play along. Yeah. Whereas if they don't build it right, then it's fucking mutt swinging past a bunch of monkeys in 2008, you know? And then the, the real question though, when you're dealing with a show from the sixties is going to be, uh, how, how, uh, racist is it going to be? How much misogyny and racism is going to be dipped in there? Um, I feel like they may be able to avoid a certain amount of racism because of Batman and because it is a, a kind of, I fight for every man kind of idea. And of course his, his characters tend to be weird and silly. So you're not dealing with the kind of accidental racism you could get into. Oh, with, yeah. But the misogyny, however, misogyny going to be all over the damn place. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. It's going to be thick. Yeah. <laughs> Two C's. Man. Should we pick some plugs? Let's do it. Uh, so uh, picks and plugs where we talk about some of our upcoming projects and stuff that we want to let you know about. Uh, I'll go first. Of course, got to tell you folks to join us for the second Friday of every month for the Starlight Comedy Night. Laura Cook and I bring in some of our favorite comics from across the region to the stage every month. We just had a fun night last night, and we've got an exciting one in the works for you next month. I hope you guys will plan on coming out and joining us in July. We will be so very glad to have you on July 14th uh, for the next edition of that show. And of course, check out the other podcasts like People, Persons, Paper Podcast with my 
buddy Brian Sittler and Stories with Mom, where we get to get into all the crazy stuff my mother did as she was growing up. And my pick of the week this week, um, I'm going to talk about uh, the um, DC Pride 2023 issue. Every year for the last couple of years, DC has been putting out a single issue uh, during Pride Month that highlights uh, some of its uh, LGBTQ characters or LGBTQ creators. Uh, and the new one is out. And I opened it up and you had a story uh, by Grant Morrison, uh, a uh, famed classic uh, comic book writer. He has done uh, amazing work on Batman, on the X-Men, uh, some of his own uh, unique series um, uh, as well. And uh, as a non-binary uh, uh, writer, uh, definitely a member of the community as well. And uh, this story kind of sucked. Um, uh, so where I'm telling you on this is if you open DC Pride 2023 and you're like, this is too much over-the-top heady Grant Morrison even for me, keep going. Because the rest of the book has been excellent so far. And I was very much deterred by that first story. But getting into some of the stuff that has happened since, I've really enjoyed it. There was a great story um, featuring uh, Tim and Connor Hawk uh, talking about uh, coming out uh, and uh, as two fictional characters to really uh, seize on some of the unique challenges of the coming out process for um, that that I experienced and that others I know experienced really made it a, a fun and, and worthwhile story to read. And, and I got to give a shout out to DC for that. Uh, so if you haven't yet, pick up DC Pride 2023, uh, whether you are a member of the LGBTQ community or just an, an ally or just someone that wants to learn a little bit more about the experience. And whether you have picked it up or are about to pick it up, if you're, if you're, listen, if you love that Grant Morrison story, more power to you. Gotta love when Grant is on. But if you're just like, what the fuck is this? Keep going because there's a lot more there and I want you to check hmm. it out. So, uh, Matt, where can we learn more about Inessential Reading? At inessentialreading.com. That's a great website for that, it. I, I, I hope people like it. It's a... Um, still relatively new, but as uh, I don't know, fifteen-ish columns at this point. Yeah, it is. each one's about a five-minute read, so it's not too much of a investment. They're all little, little standalone vignettes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping people check it out. I hope people like it. And um, you're coming out with new ones semi-weekly, I'd say. Oh, uh, I mean, at first I was coming out with them semi-weekly. It'd been a little bit since I had one come up, but gotcha. okay, a few times a month. Yeah. Okay. Right on. Oh, cool. And any pick of the week you want to share with the listeners today? Oh, man. It's not as serious as yours. Doesn't matter. Oh, no, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't, okay. have, to be. Yeah. No, this, be yeah. doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be new either. This this caused me so much stress since we talked. You were like, pick up a pick of the week. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, I'm 22, like worrying that like I feel like I have to compete with the hipsters. Like I was oh, no, 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 which I know you guys are cool. But like, I feel like, oh, my God, I have to have something <laughs> cool. But as it happens, I completely randomly did have something cool. Um, I uh, can I do a video game. Hell yeah, absolutely. I uh, played um, the Forgotten City. Oh, cool. With my wife recently. Um, have you guys heard about this? No. One? What a, you haven't? No. Oh, have you I wasn't it? surprised that I haven't heard of it, but I am surprised that Hilton hasn't. Heard so of it. the Forgotten City is um, it's a time loop mechanic, right? Where you're able okay. to relive the same day over and over again. You're in a uh, Roman city where, um, as part of a bet between two gods to see whether or not um, people can be moral on their own. The city is set up to where they have to go a full year. And if anyone sins in the whole city, everyone dies. Oh, wow. And so it's your job on the final day, the day the city is wiped out to come in and figure out uh, what happens. So there's a de detective element, but also a lot about like, what is morality? Like it's it's the only game I've ever played where there's a boss fight 
where you get into a conversation about the nature of morality. Oh, cool. Which is, I, I mean, maybe that's a little bit full of itself, but it's so unique. Yeah. Uh, you got to at least share something like that. It's a relatively quick playthrough. That um, sounds really cool. It's 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 different and and not without flaw, but anybody who's really willing to try something completely different like that, I'm 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 here for it every time. Uh looks like it is relatively affordable. Looks like it's running about $25 on bucks. Steam right now, uh which is a solid price. Is that what you probably you're... about a I don't know, 5 hour playthrough? Okay. Um, so, I don't know, catch it on sale if if that's not your it's dollar to hour ratio. The bulk of the gameplay, is it mostly uh, dialogue trees? Oh, is it's it... lots and lots and lots of dialogue trees. There's a little bit of action segments. Okay. Look at that. It even scanned to a picture of this, one of the dialogue, or the action segments. Oh, that's cool. Um, just to kind of keep it from just being all. Oh, that looks fun, though. Yeah. No, um, so not 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 a lot of action. Uh, there's some. Um, but yeah, mostly it's dialogue trees and conversations about what is it to be. What is what is right and wrong, and what's the value of cultural exchange? And oh wow, yeah. oh yeah, very cool. Heady I stuff, love that. But, but but a really creative idea. Cool, yeah. sounds great. Nice, Mike. What do you got for us? Uh, of course, uh, check me out over on Maximum News. Uh, myself and TJ Clark over there, keeping you up to date on uh, all the things happening in politics. Um, a little bummed to not be able to record this week. Uh, uh, TJ not Something being well, but uh, right. a little bit of stuff happened this week, just a little bit uh, in the nice old 49-page indictment. I just, my thing is I was considering doing some renovations on my bathroom, and I just wish I could see a good picture of a fancy bathroom so I could get an idea of what kind of fixtures, the how the space is used. The maybe? trick is two chandeliers. Two big, chandeliers. Big one on top, little one above the toilet. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's because good. if you're going to be... Sometimes at night, you got to take a shit in the middle of the night, and you want to read, but you don't want all the light of a giant chandelier. Too late for a formal chandelier. You, you want need You need a, a dimmer, a softer chandelier that's just over the shoulder. I guess here's my, my question. Um, I have some really nice marble for the sink. I have some really nice chandeliers to hang up, um, a, a gorgeous mirror, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I want to use just a really dinky, shitty shower curtain. Right? Oh yeah, use Is the cheapest. Still okay? Use the yeah. cheapest shower curtain you can find. Okay, no pattern whatsoever. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, that's okay. Also, fill it full of boxes. Ten four. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Got the marble. Need the cardboard. Um, honestly, listen. I will say. Uh, I will actually add this to my picks. Um, it is a 49-page indictment. It is incredibly easy to read. <laughs> read the Trump indictment. I'm not fucking kidding. I'm not kidding. You're not. You, you, for a record, you, you asked if I'd read it. I am genuinely saying you should read it. It is easy to read. It is not full of legal jargon. Uh, and it very clearly sets out what happened. Did you read all 49 pages? Yeah, it's a very easy read. This entire <laughs> novella. It's not even that. Like, you got to think it's legal writing. So there's lots of uh, big spaces. Uh, it, it's very easy to so read. It's a legal indictment the size of a Goosebumps book, and you just sat down and did it cover to cover. Yeah. I'm, right. I'm actually impressed. My wife that. read it before I did. <laughs> we're, we're that family. But honestly, if you if uh, either if you want to know like exactly why this is happening and why it's a bigger deal than just uh, having some boxes, um, read it. Uh, and also, it'll give you a little bit of ammunition for all those people that are going to come out and be like, "This is made up and it's a hoax." Um, yeah, it's not made up. There's clearly there's tapes. There's it's not made up. Absolutely not made up. 
Um, and uh, but my other one, yeah, was uh, that documentary. It's called "Pretending I'm a Superman," uh, nice. which is uh, the line from the the fantastic Goldfinger song that everybody knows because of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Uh, but the documentary is about the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater series. Um, really fun doc. They've got a lot of good interviews on there. Um, Rodney Mullins, a beautiful fucking weirdo, and always fun to listen to him talk. I'm very excited about seeing this, and then also getting Pro Skater. Oh right. yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, and if you know, and if you're a fan of the skate culture from that era, there's also uh, on Prime uh, a Bones Brigade doc documentary that came out oh, cool. a few years ago. That's also really, really good. Um, and then HBO had a documentary uh, until the wheels fall off that was just about Tony Hawk. Nice. Um, so yeah, you can get a, get a, get a bunch of good uh, skate docs. <laughs> uh, a lot of, you'll get a lot of Tony Hawk. In I, I want to watch him just because he is the he is the great example. For every dad still going, I used to be cool. Oh, yeah. Tony Hawk is is he is he is the archetype yeah. of that. Now he's like, oh, yeah. I can't skate as much, so I'm gonna go like sing with punk bands and stuff. Yeah. Oh, he's still yeah, he's still no, cool. no used to be cool about it. He's still super he's still cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. What's he, really he funny is like vibe. in the documentary, uh they talk about like how uh, when he was younger, like he used to get dogged on by all the like punks and all the like because he was like the pretty surfer boy, you know, with the mm -hmm. hair and stuff yeah. and how he was kind of dor dorky. And it's like so funny to think that like now looking at Tony Hawk the way we do now, thinking of a time where Tony Hawk like got made fun of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when he wasn't the coolest guy on the planet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there was a time where like his dad helped fund some of the tournaments. And so there was a lot of like, oh, you're only winning because of your dad. Right. When in reality, none of them could do what he was doing and there's there's like a couple of guys in the dock that are like uh i think it was like one of them's like Dwayne peters where he's like i fucking hated that kid he's like uh but i couldn't do what he was doing <laughs> he's awesome. hard to hate because i mean as like you get to know him as a person through he just through seems something. to be very cool. oh yeah he's like bob yeah. ross in a pair of vans man he just seems so chill and likable yeah, yeah. And that's that kind of California, you know, skate surf vibe a little bit. Yeah, he's just seemed like a guy who's constantly, you know, despite being one of the most famous people in the world, despite having so much pressure on him, he seems to have always had kind of a level head. And it's good to see, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. Well, and even, you know, in the doc, he talks about, like, the pressures and when he, like, briefly quit competing yeah. um, and, you know, all the different stuff. So, yeah, there's there's definitely more depth to it. It's really fun. But, man, those games. Ooh, good, good games. So good. Yeah. So yeah. good. Remember when you can like complete all the goals and you can skate as like Darth Maul and Wolverine? Oh, yeah. That was Absolutely. so rad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, all right. Hey, uh, don't forget, it's inessentialreading.com. Go there to check out Matt's blogs. I'd appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Follow him on social media. Follow us on social media. Uh, I haven't posted any pics, but I uh, I got a new Instagram. Uh-oh. Uh, Childish Zampino 2. We're, uh -oh. just, we're just we're just throwing it. at the sequel uh, because Zuckerberg uh, destroyed my first Instagram account and Childish Zampino is my handle on everything. Oh no, because you hit like some kind of uh, too many cannabis pics. Oh, okay, yeah, and fucking asshole. <laughs> the fucked up thing is that they'd been up there forever and ever, which means that someone had to go report them. Yeah, like they'd been up there for fucking ever, and all of a sudden it was like, hey, you got shut down. Lame. So shitty. Um, so if you're out there and you did that, I'm mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not over it. I don't like that I have to be child of Zampino too now. But uh, I didn't. I, I could add Electric Boogaloo, make it more fun. Always. <laughs> um, Matt, and thanks then, for doing the show. I'm really glad I got to come on the show, guys. Thank you so much. Oh yeah, it was pleasure. a blast. We appreciate it. Uh, appreciate follow Hilton on the things. Follow me on the things. Listen to everything on OLAMinistries.com, and we will see you next week. I love you. Take it from me. 